Blog Talk Radio. Just 
on the islands. If you're not on the island, then you're in the water. So, um, <clears throat> and that's good too. But it's nice to see other things. So um, now back and uh, ready to uh, continue on with the show and getting into the topics here. Um, I come to you, my name is Loomis, if you've never heard me before, um, I come to you as an experiencer of life. Uh, my, my info has come from, I would say, a, a lot of it has come from synchronicities of meeting the right people. Um, lots of unique things have happened in my life where someone was put somewhere in a certain time and I was downloaded information given to me that was just um, mind-blowing and and for one to contain it is silly and just retarded. So I have to uh, give it out to the to the populace. And and um, a lot of my information has come from years of journaling. I have I have notebook after notebook of journaling. I I spent many days um, on my own, being a more of a nomad kind of person, and and uh, just didn't really care about what everybody else was doing, but just wanted to reflect, you know, um, years of writing reflection. So I, I'm bringing that forward into my, into my uh, shows. And, and, of course, my own research, you know, I don't just uh, take information and just believe it all. You know, you've got to take it through your filter. And I, I encourage anybody listening to do the same. Um, I'm not telling you that, that, that uh, you have to believe me and I'm just another guy telling you how it is. You know, take take your own uh, effort, make your own efforts, and and take your own ambition toward research yourself. But this is what um, I have um, come up with through my travels here in life. And uh, so, um, yeah, I I am also a true speaker and, and a lyricist too. In fact, last episode I, I shared a little. Um, Lyricism on episode 34, uh, which was last system tentacle, and um, it didn't turn out so well. Not not um, well, partly mainly because I, something I figured I had learned already, and I totally forgot that the timing on these shows seems to be a little bit off. So between my voice and where it goes into the system, um, it put me off beat so my lyrics were like a bar at least or a half bar off beat and it sounded funny so I, I thought I learned that lesson already and I totally forgot but hey it's, it's all good and not to mention I'm a little out of practice but my lyricism is you know something I do on the side and um, I'm sure if you've listened to me before you've you've heard a fair amount I like to share it here and there and now and again and um, but anyway and and that brings me into the the realm of support. If you enjoy the the work that I do, if you if you are getting something out of this show, if you're if you're uh, benefiting from the information I've been giving, then um, if you can show support. And what I mean by support is not sending me money. Um, there's so many people asking for money, and I don't like money. I mean, yeah, it, it helps us stay afloat and do what we need to do. I'm not going to say no to money, but it's like it's the same time that's not what I'm asking. My kind of support is if you like what I'm doing, then um then then send it out there and and uh let it go viral. Um I I don't really like to look at my listeners. I'm not about how many listeners I have, but I am about um getting the information out to as many people as I can. And if you think someone needs to hear the information that I give out, um, you know, please distribute it. And if you're into social networking, you know, distribute it through Facebook, uh, Twitter. I don't do that stuff. I don't, I don't care to be involved in social networking. I chant that down. 
So, um, but I don't chant down the fact that you can do it. And and if you want to, um, so, you know, help promote the show, that's where I need help. I think, um, you know, I think more people would benefit from the information if more people knew it existed and 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 heard. And and so, if you enjoy what I do, that's the realm of support I need support in. And another is, you know, if you do want to <clears throat> buy my uh, my album, I have a um, an album, and I'm a hip hop artist. Been doing hip-hop for many years in fact my album's many years old um the i finished it in 2008 so it's pretty old doesn't matter it's timeless it is what it is a uh, collection of songs that uh, is just a lyrical form of me chanting it down so many different styles and if you like to um you know support me by um buying an album i i i decided to just start giving them away uh but also you know since i am on the hawaiian islands it will cost me money and shipping so if you can want to uh email me at stayrootsmusic at gmail.com and we'll work out the, the details and i mean i i don't have anything set up but yeah you know that's the realm of support i could use support in and and uh you know anyway and so that's that's just a little rent of of the supporting but um so uh <clears throat> the information that that i i give you is um uh like say a collection of information and um you know i i speak to everybody who is fully awake to never heard this information before and so i mean for some people when they hear maybe so far basically a lot of the stuff i've talked about in this system tentacle series you know, be like, oh, I already know this, Loomis. I, I, I mean, I already heard this. This, you know, it may sound even basic, some of it. Um, but it just depends on what you know. But if you are fully awake and you already know all this information, it's still actually um, good to listen to. I would say because maybe it's review for you, but maybe it also helps to learn my take and what I've I've experienced. Because everybody has a slightly different piece of the puzzle. And here's my slightly different piece, and I give my take on things. And if you're fully new to this information, you know, you, then then hopefully you, you benefit. I mean, I'm I'm doing kind of a weird fusing together of 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 things um, on this show. I I mean, I, I realize that um, that's just who I am. <clears throat> I mean, I've been a, a truther as far as you know. I like to give out the truth. I understand the the whole um, you know uh, elite controlling the planet and the um, the the entire system that has been designed by the global elite, but I but I also understand the anarchist perspective, which is an important part that I haven't really even put in yet into all this the important spin. And I fused together that of the the hip hop artist, an underground hip hop artist like myself. So I have that background. So it's kind of a a unique fusion. And I mean, it's it's unlikely that anybody from those three things is is. Uh, all one of those together not too many but um here i am and and uh take take it how you will but i guess uh you know that's just what how life has shown me um what life has shown me and how it's shown me to go about it and so um a, a unique fusing together of information anyway <clears throat> this this uh show this particular episode is all about understanding the control system it's about belief in politics voting wasted efforts in revolution and um i i'm just trying to show you a, an important um a, an important element to this a, a very important strand that that needs to be chanted down that some do chant down but i'm going to chant it down on my way tonight and and get right into it here 
So um, if you have not listened to the last shows, or if you have, more likely, um, then um, the last two shows tie heavily into this show. In fact, if I were to make like a um, three-part series out of these system tentacles, the, the, the one I call nationalism and culture, and the one I call closed-minded um, belief systems and religions is is um, the last two ones I did, episode 33 and 34, and those play directly into this. You know, the last show uh, was the closed-minded religion and belief system show, and in a way, it is a deeper chant down to um, talk about that, a deeper into the people's psyche and belief systems, talk, to talk about religion versus politics even, but I've designed this as a step-by-step process to show you how nationalism, culture, religion, and other belief systems all play into politics. So I, I designed it that way, even though the bigger chant down could be these deeper belief systems that we need to get through. At the same time, this is a really important thing, too, because how caught up are these are people? You know, believing in politics. It's, it's the belief that putting somebody into power is going to benefit um, society. It's it's the belief that that if we pass this legislation or if we get this president into office, we'll be okay and everything will just be fine. It's the it's the letting go of our own power in in um, a way so we can um, um, not think about things and let them do it for us. And how how foolish and childish is that? Do we you know need um, a caretaker and leaders even, which you know I'll get into in a little while. But you know this it's um, it's complete craziness. I did forget um, before I get it further to get into a little bit of the um, uh, uh, if you want to call in, this can be a call in show. I. I know Hawaii is a late time zone on Earth, so most people asleep. But if you are up, after I get through this information, I will do some Q and A or um, you know whatever you, you know. If you want to call in and chat it down with me, the number to do so is area code three four seven three two four three three four two. 347-324-3342. That connects you with Blog Talk Radio, which then connects you to me. So um, that is something you can do if you want to wait till I'm done with this presentation of information. Anyway, so so we give these. Uh, it's it's really the belief in politics is is insanity to me. Once you know, I, I've seen the truth, and I mean, um, two parties. Of, of politics and, and in this two-party system, it gives people a false sense of freedom because you have you have um, options. You know, if we just had one party, then then there would be some kind of um, you know breakout. I mean, there is the that situation, I guess, in South Africa, but you know, in a country as large as the United States, which I'm mainly going to be covering. U.S. politics tonight, but the world can benefit from listening to this two-party system has got people's minds just trapped, and and uh, you know it's just this this uh, I, it's just the it is insanity. It's like uh, maybe this time, this time around, 
we'll get the right president. Maybe this time they'll pass the right legislation. Maybe this time, maybe this time, you know, over and over again. And that's the ingredients of insanity. The ingredients of insanity are doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You know, if you go um, walk into a house that has low beams and you hit your head on the beam every damn time um, and you, you keep on doing it, that's basically how stupid that the population has become in thinking that this um, actually can work. And, of course, it, you can't, it cannot be conducted without a um, media working in conjunction with all this, which I went over the system tentacle media mind control. That is episode 15. I mentioned competition, too, in another episode. And competition is pushed through the media. They make elections out like kind of like a sports game. You know, it's like a wrestling match, like some people say, use the analogy. I, I just use it. It's like, it's like you know, they, they make it in they, – they push – such heavy competition in America. You you you, ha, you see it yourself, I'm sure, on TV. You know everybody's competitive. It's a capitalist society where you know you can you can make it above the next guy and and, and cut him off, and and it's it's com, it's complete insanity in itself. But that's pushed into the politics and and makes it like a sports game, which is ridiculous and retarded. Um, you know. I mean, to, just to think that that somebody that is is in these situations of politicians are are really going to be there for you. You know, maybe some people actually do enter it with that in mind, but once they get into the system, it actually corrupts them. The system tentacles wrap around them, and they become more likely the person that they were maybe not wanting to become that they hated originally or were against or they just become, you know, no, don't beat them, join them kind of mentality. And, and politicians are out of touch with reality anyway. They're not, they're not selfless humanitarians, you know. They're out there to make money. They're out there to make money, and they're out there for control. And that's what they want is control. And so you have uh, pretty much the, the same format in all countries that are in the Western world, anyway, a lot of them. Um, I mean, you got the Labour and Liberal parties of the UK, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, uh, France. You have similar. It's the Socialist Party, the Union Party, I think it is, and you know, on and on it goes. So it's the same. It's the same bullshit, just a different different painting. That's all. And and um, basically, you have kind of two sides. You have the more the more conservative side of things and you have the more liberal side of things and and um it's it's uh it's just like uh you know it's grouping together um people that want to keep things the same on one end and others that want to see change but they don't want to see real change on the other and there's there's a lot of different analogies you could you could put that together with but the 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 right i mean what are they trying to conserve um you know conserve slavery yeah, well yes exactly but the left is no better in fact sometimes even worse and i'll get into that too but um i mean it's like some people on the left think that they're not subscribing to the fascist system by being liberal quote unquote liberal but they're not subscribing to uh, um, anything they're they're just describing 
subscribing to another wing of the same beast. That's all they are. They, they're still just as much within the system as the right, and they don't understand what they're within. That's an important thing to realize. You know, I, I would say, you know, I'd mention all those other countries and their systems. Well, I would say for certain, America makes the biggest deal out of elections. Other countries don't fall for it as much, I noticed, and, and they don't get up in arms all over, oh, crazy about, you know, who's going to be the next leader. They kind of just like, they kind of, it seems like they sort of know it's more of a joke, or they just don't take it as serious. But with with uh, America being the the um, the media capital of the world, you know, people are are swallow it with hook, line, and sinker. And so they know how to manipulate people the most, I think, in America with the with the media system. It's it's uh, it's it's insanity, and you know, and that's just that's it. We're the entertainment capital of the world, and so that's why you got everybody hooked in. And so um, you have these people believing on one side or the other, and um, it's funny because. Look at both the left and right track records, not who's on the platform, and you'll find corruption in both seats. You'll find corruption in both ways, and it's and it's um, really really shallow to to get caught up in this and childish and 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 um, completely ignorant. I mean, so I mean, here here let's get into the presidents themselves. You know, um, we have <clears throat> had 44 presidents in in. The United States, and uh, um, so here we have a country of 300 million. And if there, if there, these presidents are so different, and these parties are are so different, then how come 43 presidents are directly related? 33 presidents can be traced back to the bloodline of Charlemagne in England, and so this isn't just like. Your average Joe that worked hard in America and uh, decided I'm going to be president one day. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be commander in chief. These are these are people who have been selected. It's no different than the monarchy in England. Actually, it is part of that anyway. It's the same damn bloodline. Um, I mean, uh, it, it's actually not hard to find this information. A, uh, a really brilliant 12-year-old girl recently managed to trace every president back to. King John Lackland of England, and uh, every one of them is related except for Martin Van Buren. I know a lot of people will be thinking Barack Obama because of his different ethnicity, but nope, he's related right in there. And uh, yeah, I mean, out, out of 300 million people in the U.S. population, possibly more with you know um, immigrants and illegal immigrants coming in, and you know more and more people crowding around so where's the genetic diversity if there's and america is supposed to be one of the most diverse places on earth i mean it's it's definitely tied i'm sure if not more with england you know london and and places of the western world that are these these uh these melting pots um but uh genetic diversity in presidency nope not happening um you know i'm not related to any of these people and nobody i know is that i that and i'm quite sure that um if they were they wouldn't be doing what they're doing they'd probably be in a better uh financial position if they're doing that 
And so you believe in the elections, huh? If you really, you really believe in these, these, uh, these uh, wrestling matches, these, these fake wrestling matches, well, how come in 2004 election you have two presidential candidates running against each other, George W. Bush and John Kerry, who both belonged to the Skull and Bones fraternity in Yale, and in if the the insane part about that is there's only about 500 uh, people alive that have been in that fraternity, and, and you know it's a very small amount of people that are are even allowed to you know be part of that, and um, so you have this whole pool of people to choose from to be president, and guess who is running against each other? I mean it's almost a slap in the face of the people. You know, wake up, wake up people have not figured this out yet it's it's just it's like people just hear that and they laugh about oh well you know that's just the odds but really the odds the odds that out of five out of 300 million people you get um two people that came from the same fraternity you know uh secret society skull and bones you don't just get asked to be in there you have to be of some importance, bloodline, I'm sure. And here you have um, the, that happening. I mean, that's just the ultimate um, slap in the face of the people that they really don't have a choice. And, you know, then there's people that think now, because they have Obama, and they think, oh, he's so different. Yeah, he's, he's so different because he's, he's the first black president. Well, you know what? He's related to six presidents more directly, two of the Bushes, of course, uh, George W. Bush and um, uh, George Bush Sr., Lyndon Johnson, and James Madison. And so um, also he's distantly related to Dick Cheney. And so if he's so different, you know, how is he uh, related? I'm not related to Barack Obama. I'm not related to George Bush. Um, Hmm, I don't know anybody else that is, but he happens to be. Just just happens to be. Don't worry about it. Just go back to sleep. And he's a ninth cousin to Brad Pitt. You know, I mean, Hollywood anyway, a lot of it is not who you know as they say it is. It's more about who you're related to. You get right into that too. It's, just, it's a lot of the same thing. I mean, not completely, but a lot of it, sure. So with presidency, no matter who wins, the elite rule. It's like the saying, you know, uh, no matter who wins, the government still gets in. Well, yeah, no matter who wins, the elite still gets in also. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, you have this, I mean, if you, if you really believe, I mean, politics in general, we shouldn't be believing in at all. We'll chant that down all the way on this program and episode. But um, if you're really believing in the presidents, I mean, just their their slogans themselves are a slap in your face in a way. And we'll take it back to like for example Reagan. I I'm just kind of going through the presidents that have been alive since I have been around since I've been alive, and I I uh, know that there's probably a, a lot more slogans to go through, but this will be related to more of the recent times. And and uh, Reagan's um, slogan in the 80s, one of his slogans was, are you better off than you were four years ago? And, uh, well, <laughs> when Reagan got in, 
and his trickle-down economics and everything, um, things were a lot worse four years later, especially in the inner cities of, of uh, our largest cities, Los Angeles, uh, New York, um, Chicago. The inner cities were um, going through massive problems with Iran-Contra in the, in the um, bringing in of the illegal drugs to, to these areas and distributing them, like in the story of Ricky Ross. If you don't know that, you know, look it up. I mean, so are you better off than four years ago? Of course not. <laughs> and then you get into uh, George Bush Sr. Of course, he was really president and, a, and leader during the um, Reagan administration. I mean, he was head of the CIA. It's not about really the position they're in as much as um, their royalty, they're, they're linked to the bloodline. And, and it's the same with uh, Dick Cheney during uh, Bush Jr.'s um, presidency. He was, he was higher up on their hierarchy than, than uh, Bush himself. He was more of a useful idiot. But Bush Sr., read my lips, no new taxes. I remember that one. And, and, and of course, he gave more taxes. And so, um, you know, it, it seems like people would have given up back then on presidential elections, back then in the early 90s. But no, 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 no. Because Bill Clinton came along and had a slogan for a people – of change and uh, uh, for, no, for people for a change. You know, notice the word change is always brought into uh, the slogans because, yeah, you're going to want change. Everybody wants change. Whether, you know, nobody is really very happy in, the, in their, their, their life um, completely, especially with the government, the system, you know, taxing them and whatever. And if someone's talking about change, it does sound like a good idea, but their change is not your change. And so, um, or on another one of uh, Bill Clinton's slogans was building a bridge to the 21st century. Yeah, they did build a bridge to the 21st century. It was a it was a bridge of corruption and leading into more corruption, and another bridge leading into more corruption and slavery. So there you go. Um, and then and then uh, Bush Jr.'s slogan, one of them was um, kinder gentler nation really hmm yeah very kind and gentle nation going into uh invade countries that we don't even know anything about and um go and kill a bunch of innocent people that's a kind kinder and gentler nation or another one of his after um 9-11 for the 2004 elections was a safer world and a more hopeful america yeah, all right, a real safe world out there, yes, indeed, yep, yep. And then so we have, yes, we can, yes, we can, Barack Obama. And uh, if you listen to Freeman or have um, taken a look at his work, who I had on the show on episode uh, 22, I think it was, um, if you p play yes, we can backwards, you get thank you, Satan. And uh, you, you can take it how you will with that. You know, maybe it's just a coincidence. But uh, knowing the elite and what they do, I wouldn't put it past them one bit. And then, um, you know, hope and change and forward and all his slogans, you know. And we'll get back into all that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is is people just hang on to, to – uh, um, Leadership. They hang on to this whole concept of 
of somebody to to take care of all the problems for them and and uh you know that person will be best fitted for the job to take take care of all the problems well you know i i one of the things is politicians don't know how to solve problems they don't they don't know how to solve problems they're not up there for solving problems in fact presidents can only create laws establish budgets and declare war so um none of that really has any puts any greater good for the general public you know um yeah none of that and politicians have no technical capabilities they're not trained to do so you know they're 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 made for a puppet job puppeticians that's what i call them and that's what they are you know whenever there's a group of politicians agreeing to act about anything at all anyway corruption blossoms you know you just watch it it's like it's like magic they they figure out how to make corruption blossom um somehow and and so that's that's how that's what people put their faith in it's just it's just insanity to me that that people um do so um but so what i like to get into when i when i talk about this kind of stuff is is cycles of brainwash this is what has happened at least in my lifetime and i think this is a really important time to look at this time frame um and a little further back too um you will get in, you know getting in and i've explained this before you had a uh, um a in the 60s a um dropout people started to um you know get into ideas of 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 freedom um of peace love of course the hippie generation started taking the psychedelic medicines and um experiencing things beyond and so you had a lot of concepts coming out uh, that are of the truth during that time at least um the the beginnings of the truth and important important things that we we need to know about and so you had that time and you know um tune in and drop out was the theme but the government turned it around. The, the the government, the powers that shouldn't be in that particular time period, figured a way to U-turn it around. Then that's something they usually do, which I'll get back into uh, later. But um, you know, they they were able to U-turn it around, and how they did so partly was well, they they always make things um, into fads anyway. And you know, help people to go. Oh, yeah, here's the next thing, because they own the media. But also, they, with the pushing of of new types of drugs for a, a, a culture of people that want to get high, and pushing the synthetics, the the white drugs, the the chemical drugs into the population, to and making an unconscious society. So slowly, you turn that around. I mean, the hippie movement is is nothing now, and what people think today th- who think they're hippies are are not even are not even close you know they 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 turn to yuppies anyway but um you had this break off culture of, and and um you know they manipulated those same hippies to believe in the system just the liberal left you know the liberal left was kind of the leftover from the hippies i would say or they slowly pull them into that category even though i think that you know they didn't want to become what they are now but it it was it's uh they've done that and and 
you know, um, you get into the, uh, like I was talking about before, the um, Iran-Contra and the whole things that happened within the 80s and the inner city and, uh, um, you know, the the changing of society and getting more materialistic and you got MTV starting in in the in the in the 80s and nothing maybe wrong in the very beginnings but a way of controlling pop culture you know giving people things to focus on and and when they control pop pop culture they bring you know they bring you through different like levels and hoops and cycles of brainwashing itself but you had an a, a of people that were starting to get pretty pissed off. You had a lot of people in the inner cities, minorities, um, and people that that weren't down with the system who were of the liberal left, or the not even the liberal left necessarily, but the um, the of the hippie generation that turned to yuppies. They weren't for this conservative America, this this uh, you know old Dan Reagan trying to to um, take things in his way. But I guess um, they needed to select somebody else to come in because they needed to start a war in the early 90s, which was, of course, the, the Gulf War in Iraq. And who, who better to, to start that was the head of the CIA, George Bush Sr. himself, brought into um, power and made, um, as soon as he got in, pretty much right away, we get ourselves involved in a war, a war that we don't need to be involved in, um, trying to stop somebody who we don't really need to be um, concerned with, but that's not what it's about. That's the, that's the uh, cover story, anyway. Of course, Saddam Hussein. But you get you get um, people um, all on edge on one side of things. You got you got this uh, um, changing of culture right there. This is an important time period when George Bush Sr. was there because you got a lot of people already pissed off and that unrest. And then adding in, um, you know, the, the, the 80s and just into a boiling point, you have um, the black communities were upset, you know, the Rodney King incident, the L.A. riots. You had a lot of things happening during that time at this almost boiling point. And then um, they bring in um, and they select Bill Clinton to be president. So then you have this new era coming in here and 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 you had at the time before you had um the uh republican the right side of, right side of politics more um not necessarily uh that conservative in some ways in fact a lot of the um people th- there was a lot of democrats that were um more so uh conservative christian types and so this is where they bring religion into the whole thing here. They take the religion. So you get Bill Clinton in who comes in, and this is where the PC era be- begins, where you have um, uh, a lot of, from, the, of course, the civil rights movements, you have certain things that came through as well that um, the, the system knows that they can piss off the, um, the, the Christian population. They can, they can bring in, um, uh, well, abortion and gay rights. And those things upset the Christian nation. So then you have those people who are, I can think of, for example, like my grandmother, who was a Democrat, who um, was really, you know, always for more of the the working class people and stuff. But um, 
that's what it was before. It was working class and and um, more uh, well-off rich people against each other in the Democrat Republican thing. But once they twist religion in there, well, no longer my grandma, who old-fashioned and you know doesn't want to and and into you know the Christian faith, no longer does she want to be a Democrat because they stand for gay rights and abortion. So they push and they twist that and tweak that in there. So you have um, the divide getting bigger. You have, okay, now they want to be Republicans, these these uh, these uh, uh, Christian Democrats, right? So they want to be the Republicans now. So um, you, they, they swept those people over there, and they start inching away this gap. And it's important to understand that um, – this divide and rule um, tactic that they have because it, it's it's this left right paradigm and so you had this you know upset Christian nation and and uh, it people were were starting to you know not like the the gay rights because well you know you have uh, <clears throat> um, the uh, non-belief of, of uh, gay rights in the Bible, or at least as people interpret it so. So um, you have a very uh, pissed off now right side of things, after, and, and then the left side of things has been pacified, and everybody's just like, oh, okay, this is all right, this is a new era, we're, we're now in the, the, the gay 90s, or whatever some people would say. But um, the thing is, is then you had um, that side destroyed um, by design again, so you had um, the Monica Lewinsky scandal, and so the Republican side is like, you know, starting to think, ooh, this this uh, Democrat side is sleazy, and they're not Christian, and blah blah blah. And anyway, this allowed people to put their faith in um, a new person, and who they put it in is, of course, at least who they wanted to select in there. Um, well, actually how they uh, forced in there was George W. Bush himself. Now here's a here's a here's a man who is is um either totally um I would say uh s- simple and and just uh basically a puppet on strings or he knows more than he he lets off. And it's hard it's you know everybody has their theories on that. <clears throat> I would say that he was just a useful idiot myself. Um but you have, um, you know, everybody um, not too happy about that, of course. So that whole that whole fake election, um, Al Gore versus uh, George W. Bush in 2000, you know, that really upset that the left side. Now they're really upset again, and now you got the right side um, now just kind of like. Um, uh, well, okay, this is a little bit better. Sure, we have a Christian man in there, and he's he stands for the Lord, and and he's gonna he's gonna turn this nation around. Well, sure, and boy, did that ever happen. Now, I I've told the story many times on the show. I have a I got to run into uh, got to uh, be in a room and live with the guy for a little bit who was a roommate who was a um, insider of the system. I've actually have two different um, accounts with two different people who have been insiders. And this guy was high up in the USDA. His name was Sherman. And he told me, um, he gave me, you know, he explained the whole entire system to me. And he told me that the next year, this is in 1999, the next year when they get Bush in, 
he already knew they were going to get Bush in, that uh, that we were going to have a huge thing happen. Well, it didn't happen that year, but I kept it in mind in the back of my head. And then, of course, that huge thing happened, 9-11. And so um, that uh, shocked the whole nation, of course, but you have excuses for war. So excuses for um, putting in the um, central banking system in places that it needed to go in order to continue the new world order, which is behind the scenes of all this, if you didn't know already. But, uh, you know, um, and now you have these these Republicans, these, these Christians that were, you know, everybody kind of sort of changed sides in the early 90s, and now you have this very big divide, and everybody's, um, it, and uh, everybody put their faith on the right side into George Bush Jr., especially after 9-11. You know, he came to be this good Christian man. But, you know, with two wars, the left got a strong anti-war movement. After two wars and, and the, the upset left that didn't get their Al Gore in, um, then now you got this uh, uprising occurring. You know, the, the corruption was in your face. It, during those days, it was so clear. It was, once I knew about the New World Order, I could see it. I could see that it, it was in plain sight. It was like the iron fist. It was there, and everybody could see it that had any um, awareness and wasn't brainwashed by the right side then. But lots of people were beginning to see, you know, the externalization externalization of the hierarchy you know you had open-ended warfare destruction of civil liberties disregard for the constitution and um, the war on terror and lies broken promises and you had a boiling um, left and anybody who with an open mind whether they were leftist or or just um, free thinkers, you know, everybody was pissed about George Bush, you know, there, this, something had to be done, there was, there was almost an uprising, so they needed something out of left field, they needed something that, that um, would actually um, throw a curveball and really change things, change things, um, they needed something that would bring back at least half of the country's faith and into um, the the system again, because you have people uh, at a, almost a revolutionary phase during that time, a big uprising of of, in, of a lot of people, anti-war activists, and it, not even just leftists. But so here comes Obama, and they throw in this guy, and uh, this one even um, kind of made me scratch my head for a little bit. I never fell for it, and I'm happy to say that I never fell for this one, but. I do know that um, that it was. It took me a while to figure out. You know, whoa, what are they doing? You know, it, it did take me a bit longer um, to to uh, get the idea of what was going on here. And you know, it, so many people got taken with this one. I mean, musicians I looked up to. I was so disappointed when they were became like Obama supporters. I was like, you know, conscious musicians that talked about the the system, and I'm like, how did you fall for this shit? And and even friends, you know, and people. Um, Obama appealed to the younger crowd in the United States because you have, um, you know, some old conservative guy or whoever running again the other side, and you have this this whole new image. You you have this. Uh, this uh, younger 
um, hipper president, and so it, it was easy for them to to get on board the the younger uh, generations. And so I saw all kinds of people fall for this one. But see, the the neat, the elite uh, they needed this. They needed something radical and different in order to save this and continue to push their agenda forward. They needed something radical like the first black president to get them to believe in the system again. And um, yes, the, the, the many black communities around the country and the world were, were taken, still are a lot, um, by this. And, and uh, it, it uh, really is, took all the minority cultures in the United States. They, everybody was taken by this, and it, and I could see it, and I, I tried to warn as many people as possible, but a lot of people, they just didn't they didn't want to listen. They didn't want to hear it, and uh, they probably still don't want to hear it. But I'm telling you, and this is the big part of the plan here, they needed someone to move the agenda along that had charisma. You had George Bush. He didn't have charisma, you know, He, but this guy... He's more slick, so he was the first People magazine president. He was the he was the um, the the hip president. He came to here to Hawaii and you know where he's supposed to be from, you know, and body surfed and 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 ate shave ice. And you have all these idiots that go to the same shave ice spot, thinking, "Ooh, President Obama ate here." And the huge line, it's it's retarded. Uh, monkey see, monkey do, and um, you know. Um, it's it's like it's I even had it, it got it got to really annoying and I remember a friend of mine I was just thinking about <clears throat> said to me before Obama became elected he said it's better if you have when you have Republicans in office I'd rather have a Republican in office and and, and, and what he was saying by that is because you have a less pacified people that would rebel and that's true you do you have um, you have more people um, on edge and um, toward that uprising. But once you get something like this in, everybody's pacified again that was upset on the other side of things of any sort of, you know, wannabe consciousness, not real consciousness, or this wouldn't be happening. But, yeah, the man came out of nowhere, Obama. <clears throat> and, um, you know, no one had ever heard of this guy before, and here he is, this 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 guy that makes you think that anybody can be president, even though he's related to the other 43 presidents or 42, yeah, 43 presidents. So, um, yeah. So here is, and, and the mysterious things they left there for you. It's not like they, they just do this stuff in secret. They leave things for people to kind of follow, and, and it's like, the the more obvious like the, the the no birth certificate and then and then when they actually delivered it um it was an obvious fraud and and most people didn't even you know bother to look into that but um i still i still think the birth certificate may still come into play um into this whole um presidency and and uh we'll see where if that comes to a head or not but um i think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about that but the name Obama, too, you know, so close to Osama, some kind of a mind trick, I think, on the population. I, I really do. I kind of think, I think that they, you know, formulated that name almost as kind of just this mind trick on everybody just to kind of to, to, to have the elite laughing behind the scenes. Like, they bought, they bought this hook, line, and sinker, even, even uh, that the name's so similar to Osama. Of course, you know, Barry Sotero. 
that we're talking about, not really Obama. But, um, you know, again, another thing from Freeman I mentioned on the show, um, you know, that I had before, look into his his thoughts on the Obama cloning. And and that's an an important thing, I think, to look into if you can handle um, its more fringe information for some that are just beginning to get into this. So I wouldn't recommend it. Um, for everybody, but I mean, there there is there is uh, some interesting things he has to say about that that I definitely have to say are are pretty are pretty uh, possibly right on. But um, you know, so everybody's thinking, oh, Obama's so different. You know, he's this new, he's the first black president. Well, all Obama did is he just continued where Bush left off. That's all. I mean, you see. You see uh, bumper stickers that say with uh, George W. Bush on it, miss me yet? Well, no, um, you shouldn't because um, don't worry, we got the same. So don't worry about that at all. I mean, really, uh, with the Iraq War, uh, 131,000 troops remained in Iraq in 2009, and he was supposed to withdraw them right away. Or, you know, big troops surged to Afghanistan, 17,000 troops, and he said another 30,000 troops later. And so um, these phony withdrawals to both places. Um, and then, of course, in, in this era, the, the drones being used. And, and it's not like that's any more uh, or any less less uh, guilty of killing somebody. Somebody behind the drone is killing somebody, and it's still, it's still immoral. But, you know, um, and you, you think that this is a peace-loving person here um, trying to push peace and hope and change. Well, here, how about Libya, a, a new country that, we, that um, uh, was uh, completely not even a problem, you know, didn't, they didn't attack or threaten the U.S., they they um they had nothing to do with us and and here we go in with a quick uh, a quick little surge to kill um Gaddafi and uh put in of course the central bank i'm sure that's the main main reason for that so they can continue to get countries with the central banking system you know that's always the real reason usually but here we go in or not we cuz i didn't and uh but they the troops go in, and they're fighting on the same side of Al-Qaeda. They don't, most people don't even know that. Most people don't even think about that, don't even, like, scratch their head one moment. And, and uh, it, it doesn't take much to really wake up to this information. It just takes a willingness to look. But, um, you know, they didn't attack or threaten the U.S., Libya, and spending more on war than ever, of course, and uh, Obama supports the Patriot Act, which I forgot to mention. The Patriot Act was not George Bush's idea. It was it was on Bill Clinton's desk, and they just needed a reason to to implement it in. And so the man that they decided to select him for the job uh, was George W. Bush. He he was the man they wanted in for that for that very reason. And Obama continues to support the Patriot Act, which is the taking away of our civil liberties, of course, and uh, continued continue breaching the co- the Constitution. And, um, you know, on and on it goes. And, and, and so, I mean, the pushing of the left and the right, the, the, um, the, the breaking apart of, of this uh, uh, country, the divide, 
they 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 divide so many different ways but this is the big divide and it's and it's getting to a point where it's getting serious and critical um it, it's uh it's i think they want to push a civil war i i do because you can go into some people's houses and it comes down to family members breaking up or not getting along because one of them's on one side and one of them's on the other they and they hate each other and they'll never talk to each other again i mean this is bullshit wake up people wake up people need to figure out because um again like i say before on the show uh remember that the truth is usually in the middle somewhere it's never on one side or the other we always need to zoom out we need to take a few steps back put it on its head and chant it down. And this one is is a serious brainwash camp right here. Um this is a mass operation that's been taking place for a long time. You know, they they pull all the divides to one side or the other while the agenda moves forward and it's moving forward through these different ways. You know, you don't want the iron fist. Well, now you got the velvet glove, the smile. You got Obama. But it doesn't matter as I'll explain. I mean, um, and and then you know you got this whole um, uh, well you got the the whole um, gun issue you know um, the the whole um, gun control issue which is huge I mean this is this is another thing that's just um, is barreling out of control and and. Um, I mean, just recently, was it just a few days ago, there was a march across Brooklyn Bridge, uh, a bunch of, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, I think it was moms who, who, were, who were upset uh, about gun violence. And, yeah, there is something to be upset about gun violence, but you have to understand this from a bigger point of view. And, and so you have these, these women crossing Brooklyn Bridge, um, with signs, gun sense, voter, and voter, I'll get into that in a little bit. That's something I'm going to chant down too. But um, I just looked at the picture of these ladies, and I just can kind of see it in, in their facial expressions that they're such systemites, such believers in the system. I could tell, you know, these were like <clears throat> these yuppie women with their strong beliefs in the system, but they just want this, this, uh, they just want this this issue to end, and of course you do. You don't want gun violence, so I'm not saying that that is a good thing. But I can see the fooled people just in that picture, and and maybe that sounds presumptuous. That sounds a little extreme for me to say that, but I I know enough people, and I've met a lot of people in my life, and the system creates archetypes. It really does, and there's not many people thinking out the box and chanting it down. So I can honestly often say that a lot of people, when you see them in a picture like that and what they're standing for, you can tell exactly what archetype they are. And, you know, they had signs like, not one more, and, you know, two groups of the protest that happened to be funded by uh, Michael Bloomberg, you know, the former mayor of New York City. And I always think anything funded is suspicious. Um, but they're they're pushing this heavy right now, and it and um, it's a huge issue. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Obama himself, you know, he's he's up there in in the favor of of gun control, and and he pushes the notion that American gun owners are responsible for mass shootings. And see, that's that's uh, that's just um, another thing, you know. Um, 
within in this this whole realm. I mean, besides the other things that that he he continues to do in it, as a puppet himself, you know, the whole the whole crap about capturing and killing Osama bin Laden and the out of control spending. But that that aside is just some other things I just thought of. <clears throat> but the this gun control thing is huge, and so many of these shootings. Um, uh, it's going out of control, and, and everybody can see that. You know, you you can see that there is something going on, and it's like, what is going on with this? This is, is this real? You know, um, and it is. Is it just lone? Are these lone nuts or false flag or useful idiots? And I would say, judging from 9/11, I'm mostly going with false flags. I am, and not saying that these aren't real shootings, but I believe that these shooters themselves <clears throat> are, you know, either agent provocateurs or brainwashed uh, uh, people that, and, and, you know, useful idiots, maybe a few thrown in there, and there you go. But, I mean, this stuff is happening on and on, and this is what David Icke calls the movie. This is the entertaining part, or not entertaining but this is the dramatic movie that we keep on watching, you know, and while they move their agenda behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, it's it's on and on it goes. It's the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, you know. And uh, here and there, it's it's so frequent. It's it's um, They're on to something. They're doing something big with this. And um, they're after the registered gun voters. And these aren't registered gun owners causing it. That's the thing. Obama pushes the notion that in, that American gun owners are responsible for the mass the the mass shootings, but see that's that's uh, it's uh, often not. I mean, go into in the gang warfare in in the inner cities, are those registered guns? Do you think these people take the time to register their guns? No, they don't. These are hot guns. These are stolen guns, and so all the all these is happening usually through that, and of course not. Thanks to the help of um, pharmaceuticals, the, a lot of these crazy shooters have been on these, um, uh, what do they call them, um, not coming to me, the uh, inhibitors, the uh, whatever you call them, but you know what I'm talking about anyway. But yeah, so I mean, and American people are, are one of the last armed nations in the world, so you got to think about this. Um, the American people are, are uh, one of the last nations in the world that that carries firearms. I mean, there are a few others, but this is a big nation, third biggest country in the world. And so you have disarming America proceeds further with the new world order. And, um, you know, I, I think that they just want a big collection of that so they can push forward the agenda much heavier. So this is the, 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 the working of the liberal left, the working of the emotional heartstrings, mind control, because, um, of course, shootings are awful, but um, they use that in an attempt to, you know, get the guns away from people. And I'm not a big fan of guns, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I'm not someone that's um, really into guns, and I'm not a big fan, and, and I, I think that um, there's some weird obsessions with it, but... It is people's freedoms to have them, especially for defense, as it says in the Constitution that, you know, um, for tyrannical governments. That's the reason why you have it. Well, I would say we do have that going on, and uh, there is a reason to um, to be able to defend yourself, and that is, that's a very important thing. But 
um, in my opinion, I think guns are cowardly. I think they are. I mean, how tough are you without your, your peace? How tough are you, you know? Um, how, how are you af- after a kick in the face, you know? How, how do you feel after that? You know, without your gun, how are you going to, what are you going to do? You know, people should be fighting with their fists, you know, if they have problems. And it would really alleviate a lot of problems because um, it, it would be, it would just be, uh, you know, like it, you know, survival of the fittest in that way. Not that I promote that, but geez, you know, um, I, I feel like so many people think they're tough with their gun, but what are they like without it? You know, how many people are going to be able to stand up to somebody who uh, has years of training in martial arts, years of of, of uh, street fighting, you know? And, and again, it's, I'm not a, um, pushing violence in any way, but at the same time, this is, it's cowardly. But gun, gun confiscation is not going to go over good in America. And um, it's none of people's business to confiscate guns. So it's people's right to defend themselves absolutely, 100%, I believe, but um, it's not going to go over good. It's not going to be a simple handing over because um, we have a population in the U.S. that is weird and fanatical over guns, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not dissing, but I do see at the same time a lot of people that are just like kind of gun nuts. But those people are not giving up their guns. So, um the new world order is is challenged by that right there, and I think that's a good thing. But um, at the same time, I think guns themselves, as we chant down deeper, are a false sense of power. You know, um, and I, I just want to put that out there that that is not real power, and uh, that that is just a um, kind of people's uh, sort of like their. Um, comfort if they have a gun but you know self-defense is extremely important it really is it is it is the it is a very important thing we need to do we cannot be a passive people and that's what we have been to for the most part but um let me tell you that uh i think that um it's 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 important to know the balance it's not about causing violence but if someone causes it to you then you have the full right if someone's threatening your life to defend yourself. So, uh, but that's what they're doing. That's that's this plan at least on this base level. But I think it's a good time to take a little break and come back and refresh and chant it down some more.
welcome back. A little short intermission there. <clears throat> Just to give you some things to marinate on and give my voice a break. I uh, just like to uh, kind of, well, I don't have a choice on this radio show. I would love to uh, play a variety of music. I mean, I, I um, could very well be a DJ. I have uh, a lot of musical tastes that are great, but because this blog talk radio show only allows they don't have a license for that of some sort, so I can only play my own music. So uh, that is just stuff I made on my own, and well, you know, take it as you will. It's nothing that uh, to rave about. I've never been a producer, but it is um, uh, some of my music that I do without lyrics there. But uh, again, uh, if you want to support me as a lyricist, just give me a a little email at uh, Stay Roots Music at gmail.com I'll get that out for you but um, so you got everybody caught up and that that is the caught up scene I just mentioned that what I just broke down to you is the cycles of brainwash through presidents and how they're pushing the divide and what they're possibly maybe trying to push in a, a, a civil war definitely a divided country um, and what they're doing on that level and what you see on TV, kind of stuff like that. But I'm taking it a little bit further now, so we're going to uh, take a few steps back, turn it on its head, and chant it down. So uh, we need people need to understand a breakdown of the hierarchy. Now, I, I know that some people are listening, this is going to be much more review, because a lot of people listening, I imagine if you've been listening for a long time, you kind of know already a lot of this, but it's important anyway. Like I say, it's my take too, so you get a little slightly different piece of the puzzle than you would through somebody else. But um, as I was saying, I've had this broken down to me for a long time. The New World Order is the elites, the global elites plan for the world, and it has been coming through for a long time, and it's a gradual process, and it has an end to it, and that's basically total slavery, one world government, microchip population, and if that sounds crazy to you, well, it really isn't that far off. You just need to take a few steps back and take a look. So, I mean, who owns and controls the money, controls the people? That's the bottom line there. Does the president control money? No. In the U.S., the Federal Reserve does. So who owns that? That's how you get somewhere, when you start asking the right questions. Um, you do. Um, uh, I mean, billions of dollars are spent on presidential elections. And who gets billions? Really, who does? Who Do you get billions? No. Um, does anybody you know get billions? No. You you don't know anybody that get, gets billions. At least I don't know anybody that gets billions. And um, so who supports these people? These these Those selected by the elite who could, could, could even afford to run – I mean, who could really even afford to run an election? That's the thing. You couldn't. So <clears throat> the people who can afford to are those that are funded by the elite themselves. And it's just like, um, I love the saying by, um, I think his name is Oscar Wilde, um, poet and, and I think a, a writer, um, in People on Politics. I, I love I love that. And it really, you can apply it to just about everything, because everybody just takes everything secondhand. Because his, uh, 
people on politics. I'll read it to you. People's beliefs and convictions are in almost every case gotten at second hand and without examination from the authorities who have themselves examined the questions at issue but have taken them not taken them at have taken them at second hand from other non examiners. Politicians and, and those people don't even really know either, a lot of them. But that's what he's saying. You know, people's, people's beliefs and convictions are almost in every case gotten at second hand and without examination, just accepting, blind acceptance. That's what keeps this thing together. That's what keeps belief systems together. That's what keeps this system glued together. And, and um, if people knew really what was going on, wow, things would change quickly. So you have to understand, if you believe in presidency, if you believe in politicians, then you don't understand the shadow government. So I was luckily downloaded the New World Order, downloaded this information by a guy named Sherman, who I mentioned, uh, and listened to episode one of this radio show, so you understand uh, where I'm coming from, how he uh, showed me the entire world uh, in in a long conversation and it blew my mind and I went back later in life and you know I didn't just take it as secondhand information I actually researched myself but uh, he talked about the shadow government and um, that presidents are selected not elected well I think as as I've already stated clear enough you can understand presidents are selected not elected and who they're elected selected by is they're put into power by these think tanks. You may have heard of the Bilderberg meetings, and they're kind of the lower end of some of these other think tanks, but they're all, they're all related, and they're all the, the global elites meetings. They get together, and they formulate how they want to run the world. And so you have um, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Club of Rome. Um, read a book called Committee of 300. That's an important one. Um, and the Trilateral Trilateral Commission, which um, the Sherman told me was the really powerful one that really pushes um, some of the real secret agendas behind the scenes. And um, so the forces behind all that have both par- have uh, both parties enforcing and advancing the New World Order agenda through different legislations. So that's how... Um, it works on that lower level. But those people are still puppets to um, yet higher or secret orders and organizations that um, meet that are beyond that. You see, you, have, you might have these planners and think tanks of the world, but then again, their, their controllers are, are, are people in these more secret societies um, that go um, you know, deep. It goes really deep. But just to keep it on this level for now, um, you'll just know one thing, and that is there's no truth coming from either party. All they do is perpetuate the corruption and slavery. It's true. You can believe in either side, but when you get down to what it really is, and I, luckily I think more people are losing faith in that whole left-right paradigm thing, but, uh, yeah, either side doesn't matter. The truth is not coming out. And... um all it does is per- per- perpetuate the corruption and continue to enslave us and shorten our chains and um, um, narrow our cages. And 
interest groups put politicians in power funded by the bankers in all Western countries. So <clears throat> um, interest groups are are the ones, and think tanks. So you got you got interest groups backed by, of course, bankers, and that's where you get into a higher level too. But um, there there are these interest groups who who uh, put politicians in power, and they're of course funded by the bankers in all these Western countries, and they're hired. Also, they have hired people who protect interest groups from the law. So these people are above the law. It's what they are. And these interest groups, um, you know, that's what. That's why the. Um, that's why you can't bust Wall Street. That's why the banks can't be prosecuted because you have hired people who protect these interest groups, and that's um, why the military complex. You can't you can't uh, bust them, um, and and you can't bust Monsanto and agriculture. That's who and and the same interest groups protect the energy um, industry, and that's why you can't expose chemtrails. And and uh, with the help of a controlled media that keeps everything under wraps. You have a perfect setup here to to uh, keep the thing going and keep the the movie going and keep people continuing on their treadmill. And so you have uh, money that buys deafness. It's what it is. Money buys deafness. It buys. It shuts people up. And these um, interest groups, I'm sure, shove a lot of money in certain places so people don't talk. And um, yeah. So that's why the masses don't understand the hierarchy. You know, they don't understand this because they have a, a controlled media and everything being hushed up. And even though you could complain about, say, Monsanto, there's nothing you can really do about it. They're protected. That's the thing. They are. And uh, by these banking elite families, you know, and the banking elite families are, are what you call the Illuminati. And so this is where you take the level up a little bit higher from those think tanks. And these people, of course, are all related, and some of the Illuminati go into these think tanks. But these people are these elite bloodlines that have been ruling the planet for a long time, as you probably have heard before. And, uh, the, the why, and how they've got their power is being bankers. You know, they're financers of wars and power. Um, they, they are... They are uh, above the law because they make the law just like in um the uh the newer star wars movies with um the uh prequels uh, episodes one two and three uh, in episode three when um the uh samuel l jackson character go mace windu goes to bust the emperor you know finds out that he's also the chancellor um he he says, well, you can't bust me. I own the courts and the law. And that's the thing. So that's these bankers. They own it all because countries take loans out from these banks. They take loans out from these banks to continue wars or um, funding, and they fund people into power. They, If you owe money to somebody – then they kind of have power over you, and they can say, well, no, we don't want that guy in. We want this guy in. And so there you go. That's just the same as the United States presidency, too. It's just, you know, who, who they want in because 
because they, they, the people who um, are behind the scenes are controlled by the bankers, and that's it. They, they're, they're owed it to them. Actually, a really good example, um, I recently saw um, a bunch of James Bond movies. James Bond, new, the newer ones, <clears throat> um, there's one called Quantum of Solace. It's with uh, Daniel Craig and uh, this uh, organization called Quantum is is an organization that that gets funding to uh, um, to then they sponsor terror and and uh, push uh, ways of control and in the movie you had a character who um, I think his name was Mr. Green and he was part of some some uh, organization called Green Planet and 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 on the front it looked like this great um, thing to help save the planet but really what he was doing is he was buying up land in Bolivia and he was um, controlling the water supply but uh, he he was getting funding for his organization by going around saying how global warming is destroying the planet and I think it's a good movie to watch just for the, just just to see the the um, parallels to the truth um, but this organization they they um, will put certain useful puppets into power so they can have what they want in in each country and and continue to control the resources. Well, that's a very similar situation um, to what's going on with the elite, what's always has been, um, or another another uh, in the same. Uh, James Bond movies, not the same ones, but the older James Bond movies, there's this group called Spectre, and they, they are uh, um, an organization, too, who wants to rule the world, and uh, they trick everyone that it's nations fighting. So they'll, they'll make some kind of terrorist event into where one country like Russia thinks it's the U.S., and, the U- and then the U.S. thinks it's Russia, and while they, behind the scenes, make a war and... Um, profit from it so it's it's uh it's a similar similar analogy in a way but really james bond if he were a real character would be working for them so that's the difference and i don't know you know how what the writers of that are exactly trying to get across but um in reality james bond would not be fighting the corruption he'd be actually uh propagating the corruption because he'd be part of it or he'd lose his job (laughs) But a lot of this is hard for people to swallow. And and the reason why it's hard for people to swallow, people doubt this whole Illuminati, these higher, um, this higher order of things that runs everything, because it scares them. It scares people. It, it, and a lot of people, they, if it scares them or it doesn't agree with them or it paints a picture they don't want to hear, they deny it. It's not that they... Um, it's not that they did any research into it, but they deny it, and it's too big for them. A lot of people, I tell them, oh, that's too big for me. I can't handle that. That's, that, that's just like too sci-fi. That sounds like a, a movie. And that's the thing. They kind of desensitize people through movies such probably as James Bond that are, are you know, there's probably better examples, but just so so people say oh that's that would never really happen <laughs> but how many of these deniers how many have done an ounce of real research you can argue t- to the point where you're f- you're red in the face with these people 
and they will never change because they don't want to accept. They don't want to accept the possibility that they actually might have to change the way they think. It's a it's denial of a bigger world. And um you know, I I have to say though, have you ever met anyone if you are awake and you know exactly what I'm talking about, have you ever met anyone that finds out the truth then turns around and says Oh, no, that's not true. That, that Illuminati thing, it's just a hoax, you know. No, there's no rulers of the planet. That's just a bunch of bullshit. Never. I've never heard anybody turn the other way around, and it, and it doesn't. But you have to ask yourself, if you're new to this information and it's hard for you to swallow and you're just like, oh, no, you know, that's not true, you know, how important is the truth to you? Is it important enough to actually do research? Is it important to take this information which I'm giving you and go and look for yourself and see if it really exists? Or do you just want to be a denier and just throw the whole thing away and go back to sleep? Well, that's up to you. You know, that's, that's up to you. But while, while you deny and go to sleep, the world moves on and the agenda moves on toward your enslavement further. You know, it's, it, what's really amazing to me, and this is something that I really um, – just kind of scratch my head and go, wow, it's amazing to me that people that know the truth, they know the control system, they know the, the global elite, the Illuminati, but they still have hope for a presidency. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? You think that all of a sudden you're going to get somebody in there that's, that's um, going to change things? No, it's not going to work that way. It's not going to happen because you still believe in the system because the system is their system. And that's something that you need to get, if you don't know, across in your head, if you don't know that, that the system is not just this structure. It's their system designed by them. And so it's the reason that you, you cannot, um, a lot of people cannot wake up is the system. I mean, look, the system tentacles as I've gone over them. You have, you have um, the media, which helps propagate all lies, which helps continue on life that is with slavery. And you have the foods that, that I've gone over. You know, the, the, the um, nutrition show I did, the health and nutrition or show, you know, that helped dumb us down, especially um, so, so we can believe they, these, these foods help us dumb us down, especially the excitotoxins and, and um, the overuse of alcohol and, and uh, their synthetic drugs they put out there. And then you have the school system, the system tentacles, the schools that help propagate and continue the lie and the illusion and, and help train you and brainwash you into a perfect worker. And there you go into the job system tentacle, our, our slavery, our, our in-your-face slavery is your job. If you don't have a job, you can't survive. So you go into the system tentacle, the money system. Well, you need money to live or you die. And so you starve to death, so you need to be in the money trance. And uh, they take our time, which they did, of course, the system tentacle time. And while they're at it, they control, of course, the health industry um, to propagate the the lives within and keep us unhealthy. Or if we were healthy, there wouldn't be the health industry and um you know they keep us our minds on foolishness and shallowness keep us stuck on on the the um meaningless crap and our keeping our egos ran amok thanks to media and keeping us um all about ourselves 
and keeping us sweating the petty, keeping us, um, uh, you know, um, keeping us thinking about the little things, you know, similar to foolishness and shallowness, but just worrying about all these things. And, oh, how am I going to come up with the rent? Oh, no, 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 no. You know, oh, the struggle. I'm not going to make my car payment. Oh, no, no. And that is the the continuation of that. And then, of course, they use nationalism and culture. They use that to, um, to uh, divide and rule us and keep people in different camps and, and, and schools of thought. They use closed-minded belief systems. And so there you go. So far, those are the system tentacles, and they use them all. And, and they, they use this to control us. These are what are wrapped around it. So chant it down. Chant it down. And so why do you want a leader anyway? That's, that's something we, we, that I will get into much further on the shows to come. But why do you want a leader? Let's, you know, take a few steps more back. Chant it down. Stand it on its head. Look. Why do we want somebody to control us? Are, are, we, are we incapable of, of taking care of ourselves? Do we need um, some kind of government nanny figure to help us uh, can go through life? And uh, no, we don't. On this show, we don't believe in the system. We don't believe in uh, government. And so, I mean, look at it like this. Um, and, of course, I'll go into a show much deeper into this, this but, I mean, 78% of the countries that report child malnutrition export food, um, especially like in a lot of these corrupt um, third world countries in Africa. Here you have these, these kids dying, yet their government actually, um, you know, exports all their food to keep their, uh, what do you call it, uh, GPA, um, global, it's not coming to me, but, you know, um, that's it. And see, those in power for who and what they are and seeing power for what it is, power is the ability to control. Power is the ability to, to uh, take something and control it. And these people get off on it. And, I mean, why do you want to like a politician anyway? Why do you want to like somebody who, who came from that whole school of thought? What I think about politicians is, is when I went in high school, these are the people that we hated. These are these, the, um, I mean, right? Didn't you hate these people? These are the class presidents. These are the rich kids. They went through, and, and they, they went through the brainwash system very well, and they did everything just the way it was supposed to be. They didn't have any fun, um, or maybe they were the, the um Maybe everybody liked them. Maybe they did. Not everybody did. But these are the rich kids that just want to continue propagating the 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 system as as it is. And so you have to really chant it down again. You know, these are the people we didn't like. So why put your faith in somebody like that? You know, people won't want to think for themselves. So putting their faith in things, and they've told us, you know, here's our power: voting. They say voting is our power. Well, um, you know what? I, I've never voted in my life, and um, I feel that uh, it is um, pretty much, and I'm going to say almost, almost entirely, a waste of time. And because really, number one, how can you trust a machine, <clears throat> anyway, a machine that votes for you, that whole voting system, and, and, and uh, 
all the brainwash heavily comes through the school system, especially colleges. If you uh, get into, um, you know, people I meet that are in, in uh, college are heavily, heavily caught up in the, the uh, um, illusion of voting, you know, because they get hit hard by it. You know, you, get, you hear that you see these uh, slogans like, your vote counts, and they have a check in the box, or let your voice be heard. So they're telling us that that's our power. They're telling us that that is our, our um, way of changing things. But to be, in reality, it's not. You have a system run by the elite. So you have things that become issues and enough people sign a petition and then they bring it in, but eventually it gets rerouted. And by the time actually somebody does something about it, it's too late anyway. And and another thing is, especially big elections, I'm talking about like presidential, what are the odds that a vote, your vote, changes the outcome of the election? You know, what, what, are, the, what are the odds that just that one vote, oh, no, it's just barely uh, winning on this side. Oh, we just need that extra 1%, that one vote. That's not going to work. And the banks control the media, which in turn controls elections. So, um, you know, they, they get what they want out of it. And, and if you still believe in voting, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's almost retarded. I feel, like, I feel like people are just banging their head against the wall again and again. And, and, and again, the definition of insanity is doing things over and over again and expe- expecting different results, doing the same thing over and over again. Um, Besides, this country, it was bought and sold a long time ago. America itself was bought and sold a long time ago. It, it, these are, this is a, a, a country that has been sold out by corporations. Just a little, a little rant on that. I mean, um, a lot of people, they go, I, I hear it a lot, you know, because a lot of people see the corruption and they go, oh, it's just a bunch of greedy corporations. You know, that's what it is. And, and it, there's no real rhyme or reason. They're just all about greed. Well, it's not all about greed. It's, it's much deeper than that. If you do any research, it's about a controlling bloodline of people who have been ruling and can, want to continue in rule and push out their agenda. And, and it's beyond. They already have money. They're bankers. A lot of them are banking elite families. So why would they really care um, to have more money. No, this is about power. This is about a giant chess game, and it's not just about these greedy corporations. But these corporations have bought and sold out America a long time ago. So yes, for sure. And uh, I like uh, the comedian George Carlin's way of looking at it. He he had a very nice cynical approach that I think was right on. I mean. Um, he was talking about the, the slogan how uh, people say, if you don't vote, then you don't have anything to complain about. But actually, it's reverse, um, because really those are the people that are propagating and pushing this system and continuing to believe in it. And so really the ones that don't vote have something to complain about, the ones that don't want corruption and slavery to c- keep on uh, going on. And I mean – when we vote for somebody, when we vote for someone, we are voting for someone to preserve the establishment of money, the system of corruption, and enslavement. We are voting for this corruption to carry on. That's what we're doing. So we're believing in the system. I mean, I, I have gone through some real arguments with people before. Uh, 
I don't even bother anymore. But I used to go through some 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 big arguments with people that would be outside of um, businesses, you know, walk out the store, hey, are you registered to vote? And uh, usually it's um, these college kids. And, and uh, you know, um, I, I uh, sometimes would just tell them, you know, I, I would straight up tell them that, that just that, that I don't believe in the system. I don't believe in it, so why would I want to vote and to continue it? I'll, I'll vote to... Um, for it to uh, to dismantle, <laughs> and uh, no, that's that's not it. These people don't get it because a lot of them are again been through the school system, college kids, brainwashed, mostly rich kids, and that's what they've just been shown to do. So the arguments would be tremendous, and and I would try to show them on the face the system itself is the problem, it's the corruption, and it's not going to change through voting. But um, it it's almost pointless and. Honestly, um, to avoid long talks these days, I just tell people that I don't like politicians. I'm like, I don't like politicians, so, yeah, there. And it kind of just, I mean, less people really want to argue, because I don't really care to argue with people that don't want to get it. I don't care with, to argue with people that don't uh, have anything <clears throat> backed by research, and it's just pointless. I mean, voting means you like slavery. That's, and you want more of it. That's it. Voting means that you want to continue the agenda and of, of uh, the human slavery on planet Earth, that you want to continue to be taxed, that you want to continue to um, uh, be uh, enforced and, and put in a bin and, and a pin. And, you know, I mean, I would never vote for a leader. Because I don't believe in leaders. So that's the simple. That's the anarchist perspective, which I'll get into on another show. But just give me a little taste. I don't believe in leaders. You know, we don't need it. But um, the only type of voting that I do think does count is some of the smaller uh, votings in maybe your county or uh, something or your city. Um, for example, here in Hawaiian Islands, they want to put fluoride in our water. And if they were going to put that on a ballot and um, – I had a way to try to stop it, I guess then I would. But um, you've got to wonder if even, because they've been trying to push it for years and years, if even your vote really does count in that. But that is the only kind of voting that I would put any little bit of faith in, because I would, I would try to stop um, the system from putting in fluoride in my water and destroying my brain. Thank you very much. So then there's the, others, the other um, control that people say that 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 is uh or uh, the other uh, power we have in protesting you know just just go out there and 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 show them well you know people say there's power in protesting we can make a difference and well i have to ask though you know i i've never seen protesting do much at all and i mean i don't know like for example what difference did the wto protest in seattle in 99 do you know what difference uh, for 40,000 protesters, violence even happened or, or destruction of property happened. And, um, and uh, did that stop the WTO? No. Or the 500,000 in D.C. marching to stop the IMF and World Bank? Nope. And um, did peach mar peace marching ever stop a war? No. No. So I, I just, in, unless I'm um, ignorant to... Um, any sort of uh, time when it worked, 
I certainly have not seen it work. And, I, I mean, here's an example. I, I've been invited to protest before, and, and I, I've, I've uh, in the past, in more of my um, ignorant days of not knowing, you know, what works and what doesn't, I, I decided to join a protest before and hold up a sign against um, GMOs and, and uh, you know, but when people hold up signs and protest, you know, even for things like Monsanto or whatever, um, people drive by and they don't give a shit. They don't, you know. You, 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 they might go, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's corrupt. All right, well, i got to go to work. Um, yeah, uh, as soon as this light turns green, I'm going to forget about that. And, uh, oh, somebody texts me, okay, um, you know, it just slips through the mind. I mean, it, it's it's not even a good way to get out information to be honest, um, I don't find it effective, and it doesn't make people stop the treadmill. So, I mean, look at the Occupy movement. The, nothing has changed. You know, you had a, a large uprising of people that, that were pissed off, and rightfully so. I, I totally agree, and, and, and maybe had a, a, a small idea of the possibility of uh, – of, uh, that the, the, the 1% controls the 99%. I mean, I agree with that, it, but, uh, you know, um, it didn't even scratch the surface. Protesting didn't do a damn thing, and, and that's the thing. And so you, you have to look at these movements and go, well, did that work? And no, it didn't. Um, it didn't do any, a damn thing. And a bunch of people camped out, and everybody else in their cars who's not camped out and driving by, even if they think – the system's corrupt in some form or another. They're still just going to drive by. They're not. They. They. Well, I got to make my money. I got to work. Go to work. I got to pay my bills. And you know what does this really matter? And it wasn't doing anything. And that's the thing. Um, and then there's boycotting. I mean, you know, boycotting. Uh, some people think they can save things through recycling, and you know, they barely scratch the surface. I mean, uh, you know. Name a peace march that did any good and changed our position of slavery. You know, you've got to think about that. Have you, have, you, have, you, uh, have you seen that happen, changed our position of slavery? Well, most people don't think they're slaves, so, of course, of course they're not really protesting for the right things, too, oftentimes. And, you know, um, boycotting. I mean, I'm down with boycotting. I am. I, I think that um, uh, there is some good to boycotting but it needs to be on a mass level because um they make it extremely hard i mean i don't want to support walmart but often i find things cheaper there and when you're poor why spend lots of money for things like toilet paper or cleaning supplies somewhere else when you can get them cheaper there and so that's the problem they've they've made it so easy to um support this this kind of things and i don't want to go there but the thing is, is um, when you don't have a lot of money, you, you really don't want to spend your, your uh, hard-earned money on toilet paper, you know. So uh, boycotting is, is, is something that can't really work on a small scale. You know, the mass boycott nobody will ever do, as I said on the Job System Tentacle show, is quit your jobs and stop participating in the monetary system. If everybody did that, the thing would fall like a, a deck of cards. Um, but no, you know. And, and even look at some of the more, the more violent um, attempts of, of uh, the system and uh, trying to, you know, make change. Um, 
like the L.A. riots. What did they do? You know, well, okay, we had um, uh, not really a lot of good happened out of it. In fact, um, ended up people ended up destroying their neighborhoods, and that, and and it never went anywhere um, positive, and it 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 was uh, not exactly that useful. I mean, it it had it showed an uprising of of the corruption of the LAPD, which is good, but. Um, it didn't really do in the end. There's still today more corrupt cops than ever, so I guess that didn't really work, did it? Uh, the London riots more recently, what did that do? Nothing. And and then there's the whole change it with guns. Um, I used to, I got to hang out for a while with some anarchists, and I uh, I learned a lot, and I, I, I learned important things. But um, the thing is, is, a, a band of people changing things with guns. Well, um, the thing is, is the military and the police have always are outnumber you, or <clears throat> outnumber you, and have more weapons than you'll ever dream of. And how is that going to really cause? You know, you can't really uh, work violence into the situation. You know, promote violence into it because that goes really against the whole. <laughs> thing I was talking about on the last show, cosmic knowing, you know, it's, it's, it's about self-defense, but, um, there is a, there is a point and, uh, it's a hard one really, but just, you know, things aren't really going to change that way, you know? So when there is a, is successful things like, you know, civil rights movements and hippie movements, the system gets a hold of them and they, and it U-turns them and infiltrates them. So you have, like I've talked about before, um, things that, come from somewhere important and positive and good often do get U-turned and, and rerouted and brought into uh, a more uh, watered-down version or, you know, not as raw and coming from the heart. And uh, I see it a lot. And I know it sounds like um, I'm just bashing everything and negative in, in, in giving you no hope, but I wouldn't be doing this radio show if I didn't think that there was hope. And there, there is hope, but the hope needs to be from a bigger awakening. It needs to be from um, uh, a bigger knowing. And, and what it is is what, what a lot of movements lack is, is education of the hierarchy, education of our situation. And, and uh, like uh, David Icke, the researcher, says um, street smart. Now, a lot of the people in the, the – um, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Occupy movement, were not street smart. They didn't understand, and they, they didn't understand the, the whole scenario. So you just have uh, a bunch of people upset, and, like, again, rightfully so. We should be upset. That's an important reaction to the situation at hand. But they, you have uh, a, a lot of people that just don't have the full picture. And until you know the full picture, you have to know your enemy first. You have to know your your adversary and understand the situation that we're in and and um see understanding that that you 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 can't change the system from within because you're still within it and that's what i was saying about voting you can't just you just can't vote someone into power to change things and and it's their system the whole thing is corrupt and rotten to the core and it is so so what does work? You know, what are the solutions to such a such an extreme situation and, and of of control? I mean, you know, I don't want to paint a, a really bad picture and say here that you are 
enslaved, trapped, and, and there's no hope. But um, to understand the situation is also liberating. It, it frees you and it empowers you. So there is an important, and spreading awareness is the way that I um, know the most. And that's why I do a radio show, is I, I'm here to spread awareness. I mean, if people saw this world for what it, is, it really is and all the programming since birth and everything that has happened, you would no longer participate in its enslavement. If you saw the entire thing and if there was a mass realization of that, then you would have a changed population that would no longer want chains they would no longer want to be bound by a system that keeps them within. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I know what's not working. I know I, I'm, I'm telling you just as as an observer and, and a thinker here about this that obviously none of that really has worked. And, and uh, if we have a group of global elite who want to control us further and further and push us to our enslavement, and uh, really, who is doing it? Is it them, or is it the people that are following orders? That's important to understand right there, too, because if everybody were to wake up, the police, the military, everybody around, you would have a... Um, a, a population change just like that. You, you, you would have a few elite banking families and their minions, but you would have the masses who were like, we've had enough. But see, action is important. You know, it speaks louder than words. We can all sit around and talk about things <clears throat> that, that uh, um, need to be done, but action and putting action into putting your words into action are much, much greater. And, uh, you know, I put together this radio show. It's just a small part of what I can do. And um, I'm here to just kind of give you and shed and share light and sh share information with you. But people need a strong understanding of our situation first and understand who we are as humans. And that's the next segment of shows after the system tentacles. I'm going to get into, you know, who we are, where, you know, possibly where we came from and, and possibly, you know, and, and our potential and to know that we are amazing beings. We are what I call people beyond, but we forgot we're from beyond. So they put us in a smaller box than them, that's all. And we need to put our knowledge into action. So that's just what I have to say about the whole belief in politics is that we need to quit believing in politics um, and and, it, and it's not going to do any good for um, society in general. So, you know, people need to wake up. And, and to help people wake up, you know, do what you can do. And do what you can do from your corner. And what um, not only feels right and resonates with you, but what you've been shown in your life. Everybody has gifts, and, and we all have um, uh, different things that we can do about uh, the situation at hand. So... That's what I have to say about the uh, whole situation. And uh, looks like I have some callers here online. So I'm going to take a few callers and see what's going on here. 
Uh, caller from the 615 area code. Uh, you're online on Channel Down Radio. Yeah. Want to provide my evidence in a total home. Don't know why you're being shy. Do you like my singing voice? Um, uh, yes. Thank you. I worked very hard. It's my career. Goodbye. All right. So there we go. Um, a great example of the foolishness and shallowness out there, and that's why we're in the situation that we're in. Let's try another call here. Um, area code 661, you're on air with Channet Down Radio. Yes. I- hey, man, it, it really disturbs me when I see people calling like that because they don't, they don't know they're, they're – you're feeding them true information. I don't know, I don't know what, the, what the problem is when they're yeah, calling like that. Yeah, I know, man. Do you, do you think I think the main problem with everything is that the Jews and uh, the socialists are the main issue with all this uh, uh, um, heresy in the world. We need to cleanse the communist heresy from the world and Jewish shills that are in to destroy America. Yeah. Well, I think a bigger a bigger picture would be the elite at 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 you know behind the scenes. Yeah. The, you know, Socialist. the banking, yeah, and but the thing is, like, someone like that who holds on for 31 minutes to tell me that just shows me why things are the way they are, and and it it tells me that um, they don't have anything better to do with their lives, and that that goes right into the foolishness and shallowness of of uh, society mm. in itself, and uh, it doesn't give a lot of hope when you when you uh, um, hear something like that, but uh, so so yeah. what? Um, what's on your mind? Uh, you know, it really gives me hope that uh, that I can help, that I can try to help, uh, you know, lower class in middle America. Howard mm-hmm. Stern's Howard Stern's rectum. Howard Stern's rectum. Yeah, you, say? you know he's a. G- he he's a Jew shill, he's a Jewish shill. So if you harvest the anal jellies from his rectum, they turn to gold, and then we can go back to the gold standard, and inflation will decrease, and the power will return to the people. All right. Well, uh, enjoy your night. Okay, you too. Area code six one five. You're on Channet Down Radio. All right. Well, that looks like that's all the callers I have tonight on Channet Down Radio. Um, it is pretty late in the world, so um, yeah. I guess uh, should probably do an earlier in the day show if I want to get callers, but. Uh, you know, everybody out there, just keep on chanting it down. And if you don't chant it down, learn how to chant it down and see the truth. And the truth does prevail beyond the lies, beyond the manipulation. And I'm sure that everybody out there can um, continue um, their journey. Let's take uh, one more call here. 
Uh, block call. You're on Chant It Down Radio. Boo. Gotcha, Spook. Yeah. All right. Looks like we've uh, we've hit our my limit in um, you know conversation with people that don't really still know what's going on. But that's that's how it goes. And uh, may the truth prevail beyond the bullshit. So uh, thanks for tuning in to Chant It Down Radio. And uh, till next time, keep on chanting it down. Uh, Going to get some guests here on the show that help uh, chant it down next time. So. Uh, aloha, and until uh, we meet again, hand them down. now.